היום יום למד תשרי חודש טוב, הגודן חודש, a wonderful month. Today is also the last day of this wonderful month of Tishrei, the 30th day, as well as being the first day of the, ne- of the next month. It's an interesting day, Lamed Tishrei. What the Rebbe decides to talk about today is a custom of how to say Hallel. You'll notice in these blue Chabad Sidurim, it basically says the Chabad custom of how to say Hallel. If you look at the Gemara, you'll see so many <coughs> customs of how Hallel should be done. A lot, most of them are not done nowadays. Used to be the Chazan announces each sentence and everyone declares Hallelujah. Right? And this happens 123 times, like the years of Aaron, the priest. Alright? He begins, Hallelujah, right? Hallelujah, Hashem. Everyone responds, Hallelujah. Right? Every, every, every three, four words, everyone responds at the end of each sentence, and so on and so forth. You'll notice the customs in most communities where we repeat the last number of psukim, of verses in Hallel, um, and so on. Even when you say Hoshiyana, you say. We don't do that nowadays. I'm just pointing no. out how there's so many different customs, how to say Hallel. So you'll notice in the Chabad Sidurim, there's a custom of how to respond to the verses. There's something very powerful about responding. Right? You'll see it even in all revolutions. People respond, they chant. Right? So obviously it could be a negative thing, cult-like behavior, right? immature behavior as well. So, but there could also be, in a way, of reinforcement. Right? There's positive reinforcement to yourself as well. It's, it adds spirit. You, you, you hear, you respond. There's even a Talmudic passage where it says, that it's greater the one who responds even more than the one who makes the original declaration. The response of Amen. Has, has tremendous power, right, and so on. So the uh, the so where do we so we have that a number of times in Hallow. And by the way, what is Hallow? We're thanking God, right. So what are we being forceful in? This is something that you can't get enough of, right. It's not cult-like behavior to reinforce the idea of that how thankful you are to God. If we'd be complaining to God and how much we need, maybe repeating it too many times again and again and again, <laughs> you have to see whether we're being positive, whether we're being negative, whether we whether we're we're truly approaching it the right way or not. But when you're being thankful, you can't get enough of it. Imagine too, you're you're too thankful for your life, you know. No, I, I'm, you're expressing too much. It's too reinforced, right? No, no, no. It's a very extremely positive quality in general. Being satisfied with your lot is going is to cause you tremendous happiness in your life. Ezeo Asher, as the Mishnah says, who is a rich man or a rich person? Ezeo Asher HaSameh Bechalko, someone who is happy with his portion. It doesn't mean don't strive for more, but it means recognize the unbelievable value, how you're owed nothing and everything you have is such a tremendous gift. And as long as you come with, the, with arrogance and with ego and one of the main issues with ego is that, you, that your ego assumes that you deserve things and that, and that you, you know, I, and therefore it always falls short of what you deserve versus the attitude that I, that I, that I deserve nothing, right? And, and wow, and look at everything I have is such a gift and I can't believe that I've been showered with such blessings. This indeed will uh, transform a person's day. So basically part of one of the places where we, um, where we uh, respond is Hodul Hashem Kitov so most congregations just keep it simple. He says, which means give thanks to God for His good, for His kindness is forever, is everlasting. And everyone responds, for some reason we have to make it complicated. I do not know the reason, but basically you say the verse and then you say the next verse, the congregation. 
Yomar to Yisrael, which means let Israel declare that Hashem's kindness is everlasting. And then the Chazan says that line, and then we go back. Right? Basically, we, we basically keep chanting the first line again and again. Hayd Hashem Kitayv is all four times, there's four psukim here, all four times the congregation is going to say, Hayd Hashem Kitayv in, in addition, the congregation is going to say the first of uh, the three psukim. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the second three psukim. In other words, we're really responding with let Israel declare, let the house of Aaron declare, and let, uh, let those who fear God declare that his kindness is everlasting. But we preface each time with the words, Hodul Hashem The problem is you only have three of such verses. What do we do with the fourth verse that the Chazan tells us? What are we going to Then we just respond, Hodul Hashem Give thanks to God for He is good, for His kindness is everlasting. This is the custom, that's what He brings. And you should do this even when praying alone, which is also fascinating. In other words. Yeah? Oh, I didn't realize. I thought, I thought, that this whole nine yards. They say that they repeat the four. Yeah, I'll look inside whether it's exactly the same, though, no, because. Um, yeah, okay, but, I believe but it. But Mendel, there's also, I don't know if it's halakha, but it's a self-help issue. If the giver gets more than the receiver. So you give to somebody and you feel so good that you right. get more. Exactly, okay. precisely. So he says over here, no, it's true, 100%. And he adds over here that even when you pray alone, which itself is a fascinating concept, because one would assume that when praying on your own, then you would just, um, I don't know. You have to say both you pray on your own. You have to say the... The right thing to say, mm-hmm. you have to say both, right? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think I think it's the same. The Ashkenazic said it. Interesting. Okay, so I guess everybody, the, the Jewish people, decided yeah, to. Yourself, you have to say both. Yeah, yeah. Basically, when you're on your, your own, you also do. And so on. Um, and in conclusion, Vavram Zakin, you'll notice another thing, and those who know Ashkenazic said will tell me as well. It says one time, oh. abbreviated. So, so we, we say times. these two verses, and we say it three times. First we say a verse from the Torah. Avram was an old, advanced in his years, and God blessed him in Bakol with everything. Bakol. Right? There's an opinion in the Talmud above Abbasid that he had a daughter named Bakol. But on the literal translation is Bakol. Right, exactly. In everything. By the way, itself is a fascinating thing. Blessed in everything. Once again, it has to do with being happy with your lot. Right? How, what, what, did, what did Asaph tell Yaakov? How are you doing? What did he say? What did he respond? Yeshli call, I have everything. I have everything. What did Asaph say? I have a lot. Right? There's a difference. Everything and a lot. Everything means I have everything. Everything I need. There was a big tzaddik, a big Hasidic master. I think Rabbi uh, Yechiel Zlotcheveh, what was his name? Michal Zlotcheveh, maybe. Poverty stricken, you can't imagine. He didn't even have shoes in his house. And his students asked him, how do you make the blessing? He used to make the morning blessings in the synagogue with tremendous joy. And he used to make the blessing, do you give me all of my needs? They said, it's a lie. What do you mean? Hashem provides you your needs. You don't have food. You can't provide for your family. You don't have shelter. You don't have clothing. You don't have anything. Right? How do you say, what was his response? He says, apparently that's what I need. I need to be poor. (laughs) <laughs> so I have everything anyways point is and then we say another verse which is about an angel we mention an angel it's very interesting how the blessings form, how the prayer is formulated 
we say this angel Zvadya should protect me and grant me life. So may it be your will, living God and eternal King, and whose life is the is the soul of every living thing. So don't be confused. We don't, God forbid, pray to an angel, which is idolatry. We pray to God, just like you pray to God, give me uh, my career should be go well. Really, the world is run through spiritual energies, but the the energies don't have any free choice. It's all God. That's why we say Zvadya should give me life. So maybe will, your will, God, in other words, God decides whether we should have life or not, and it goes through these channels. I will mention that in different Sidurim, some will say Zvadya, and some will say Zvadya. Right? And basically, it's a, it's a debate between the printers of the Sidurim, what the right way to say it, because basically the real name of the, of, the, of the angel is Zvadya. But typically, we avoid saying the names of angels that are not mentioned explicitly in the Talmud in its explicit form. So are we supposed to change it up? Or being that it's in prayer, we say it the way it's uh, the way the real name. So that's a different question. For those who have an Israeli accent, it doesn't make a difference because they always say ah, zvadia. There's no different. There's no zva. There's no ah sound. So uh, that's a, that's an easy way to deal with that issue. And we do it three three times. Everybody have a wonderful day.